This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning, it's Fair and 70 at the KVOM studios. Today is Tuesday, the 25th of July, 2023. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch, and we've got a hot day in store for you today. Sunny skies, a high of 98 with a heat index as high as 103. Tonight, our low 75 under a clear sky. Even hotter Wednesday. High of 98 with a heat index of 106. Wednesday night's low, 75 with a partly cloudy sky. Thursday, sunny, high of 98. Thursday night's low, 75. And Friday, sunny and 99. Going to be a hot weekend, too. 100 degrees in the forecast for Saturday and Sunday. And then once again on Monday. It's fair and 70 right now at the KVOM studios. Let's congratulate our employee of the day. It's Gracie Nichols at Dollar General at Perryville. Obituaries this morning. Roy D. Dude Bryant, age 82 of Formosa, died on Saturday, July 22nd. Funeral service will be Wednesday, July 26, 11 a.m. at the Center Ridge Church of Christ with Brother Jay Crow officiating. Burial will be at Halbrook Cemetery by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. In lieu of flowers, the family requests donations be made to Halbrook Cemetery at P.O. Box 161 in Center Ridge, Zip 72027. Visitation is tonight from 6 until 8 at Harris Funeral Home. Max Lynette Deaver Gilliam, age 80 of Birdtown, died on Saturday, July 22nd. Graveside services this morning at 10 at Kilgore Cemetery with arrangements by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Betty Jo Stacks, age 73, died on July 22nd. She was a member of the Crossing Church in Moralton and is survived by her son, Ricky Stacks of Moralton, one brother, James Dotson of Saugahatchee, one sister, Mary Smith of Moralton, four grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren. Visitation is this morning at 10 at New Life Free Will Baptist Church in Moralton, with the funeral service following at 11 at the same location. Arrangements are by Niels Rosewood Funerals and Cremations. Now 7.33. Let's turn to news this morning. Five months after a 23-year-old Moralton woman was found dead along the side of a road in Birdtown, multiple arrests have been made in the case. The Conway County Sheriff's Office arrested three individuals Monday for their alleged involvement in the death of Savannah Odin. Odin's body was found in a ditch on Grandview Road on the morning of February 16th. Investigators determined that she had been hit by a vehicle. Sheriff Mike Smith says information was obtained early last week that led to the location of a suspect vehicle and three occupants who were alleged to be in the vehicle when Odin was struck. Scott Kemp, Steve Horman, and Tiffany Trammell have all been charged with manslaughter. The sheriff says the investigation is ongoing and charges may be modified at a later time. If you have any additional information in reference to this case, you're asked to contact Chief Deputy Jeremy Kazire at 501-208-7959 or Investigator Randall Oaf at 501-208-1498. A Conway man was sentenced Monday to more than four years in prison for his role in the riot at the U.S. Capitol Building on January 6th of 2021. 43-year-old Peter Steger pleaded guilty in February to one count of assaulting police with a dangerous weapon. Steger was seen on video beating a Capitol Police officer with a flagpole during the insurrection. U.S. District Judge Rudolph Contreras 
sentenced Steger to 52 months in prison, along with three years of supervised release, and he was ordered to pay $2,000 in restitution. Now 7.35, it's fair and 70 at the KVOM studios. Our high today, 96 with sunshine, and a heat index as high as 103. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment. Welcome home to hometown banking, Patty Jean State Bank. Loans done quickly and with personal service. That's what we offer at Petty Jean State Bank. Hi, I'm Susan Gunderman, Executive Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank. We are Conway County's only locally owned community bank with four hometown lenders here to serve your needs. We will meet with you in person and help you find a personalized loan that will meet your budget. Come see us for consumer and commercial lending with a hometown touch. We promise you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch at 736, fair and 70 at the KVOM studios. The Conway County Quorum Court will be asking the city of Moralton to start paying the county for the cost of housing inmates arrested by city police at the county jail. As reported by Jail Committee Chairman Brigham Jones during Monday's quorum court meeting, the committee agreed to ask the city to pay $100,000 annually to help offset the cost the county incurs each day that an inmate is incarcerated. We uh, had a motion by J.P. Hammonds, seconded by J.P. Griffiths, to charge the city of Moralton $100,000 a year for their prisoners coming to the county jail uh, starting on January 1st, 2020. The committee's recommendation is also to charge the cities of Plummerville, Menifee, and Apollo a daily rate for each inmate brought in by those police departments, since the number of arrests made in those cities is significantly lower than those made in Moralton. As of July 1st, the county is receiving additional reimbursement money for housing federal inmates. Jail Administrator Shane West was able to renegotiate the reimbursement rate to get additional revenue for the jail. Contract is in place for the federal inmates as of uh, July the 1st, $70 a day. Um, we'll bill them when August starts. We also are now um, charging the mileage um, to take those inmates to and from court, as well as getting an hourly rate uh, reimbursement to the county um, for those officers to take them. Because of the increase in revenue the jail will be getting from the federal inmate reimbursement program, JP's agreed to fund the salary increase request made by Sheriff Mike Smith for sheriff's deputies and jail employees. The Budget and Finance Committee rejected the proposal earlier this month, but JP Patrick Hartman made the motion in Monday's committee meeting, which was later approved by the full court, to increase the annual salary for sheriff's office and jail employees by $1,500, retroactive to July 1st. The Conway County Quorum Court passed an emergency ordinance Monday night adopting certain rules and regulations concerning external noise attenuation of data centers and to prevent noise disturbance in the county. The ordinance was approved unanimously by the court, and County Judge Jimmy Hart explains it's designed to protect the health and welfare of the citizens by limiting the noise level transmitted by data centers or crypto mining facilities that could potentially seek to locate within the county. I don't hear a lot with the one in Marlton. I think Marlton probably had one of the first with the data centers that actually went in in the state, what I understand. The one they put in in Faulkner County has got some noise issues with it. What's unusual about this, there's a state law that goes into effect August the 1st that basically if we don't pass this thing, it gives us no recourse for noise abatement. 
or noise levels. The decimals in this thing is 65 decimals in the daytime, 55 at night. Failure to comply with the noise ordinance will result in a fine of $1,000 for the initial violation, plus $500 per day for each day thereafter. A 52-year-old Little Rock man linked to 14 robberies and snatch-and-grab thefts across five counties in 2020 has been sentenced to 15 years in prison for five robberies in Little Rock. According to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Mark Anthony Persley, who has served time in federal prison for bank robbery and human trafficking, had already been serving 10 years for robbery, theft, and commercial burglary after pleading guilty to those crimes in Conway and Lone Oak counties. Persley was arrested in August of 2020 after his final robbery, the Highway 95 Gas and Go in Moralton. Police responding to the store's panic alarm arrived to find the clerk hysterical after a man pretending to buy a honey bun pushed through the partition separating clerk from customers to grab the money out of the register. By then, investigators in the area had been on alert for several days for the so-called honey bun bandit and had learned that Parsley regularly used a white Chevrolet Tahoe, so police in several jurisdictions immediately began searching for the vehicle. Conway police caught up to it in Little Rock that same day. Pursley was arrested along with his wife, 50-year-old Robin Richardson of Little Rock, the Tahoe driver. Pursley later pleaded guilty in Conway County Circuit Court to robbery. Taking a look at our community calendar, RVAC will issue commodities to all qualifying Perry and Conway County residents today. The distribution for Perry County is from 10 a.m. to noon at the Diane Wilson Senior Activity Center in Perryville. The distribution for Conway County is from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m., at the Conway County Fairgrounds. Participants need to bring their driver's license and know their household income amount. This distribution is a drive through service. You will not need to get out of your vehicle in order to get the commodities. There are a number of meetings coming up where you can learn about opportunities and make plans for the April 2024 solar eclipse. The Villages and Landowner Committee will meet tomorrow, 5.30 p.m., at Action Services. There are other meetings planned for Later on next month, you can check our website, kvom.com, to learn more information. Revival services at Hattieville Baptist Church continue at 7 o'clock tonight and tomorrow night, and all are welcome. The South Conway County School District is partnering with the U.S. Department of Agriculture to offer free summer meals for kids and teens. This is the final week for the program, so today through Thursday, breakfast is served from 7.30 to 9 and lunch is served from 11 to noon at Moralton High School. And again, this is for all children up to age 18. Nominations are being accepted through Friday for the next class of Leadership Conway County. The nine-session program begins August the 11th and runs through March of 2024. You can call the Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce at 501-354-2393 for more information. So here's some exciting news. The KVOM mobile app is moving Now you can enjoy your favorite EAB radio station, high school sports audio and video streams and podcasts in one place. It's the all-new EAB media app that puts all of your favorite programs at your fingertips, allowing you to listen with ease, and it's available for free on the App Store and Google Play. It's also one of the many places where you can hear KVOM's Morning News Watch podcast, presented each weekday by Petty Jean State Bank. Your radio stations, your sports, your podcasts, your Arkansas. Search for EAB Media, and download this app for free today. Now 743, it's fair and 70 at the KVOM Studios. Coming up on Close Up, we'll visit with Conway County Judge Jimmy Hart. 
Eric Tyler's up next with sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues. Your financial situation is unique to you. That's why you deserve a bank that helps you get what you want. Hi, I'm J.B. Mouse, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Need to borrow money? Instead of red tape and a one-size-fits-all lending decision model, you'll work with a decision maker who will be there every step of the way. Let us partner with you and help you achieve your goals. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcome, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. KVM's Newswire Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Member schools of the Arkansas Activities Association passed all eight proposals presented at the annual governing body meeting of the AAA on Monday. Among the notable proposals is one that changes the format in Class 4A for baseball, basketball, and softball. Instead of having six conferences of eight teams, there will now be eight conferences of six teams in the current format. Only 12 teams reach the state tournament for those three sports, while the new format sees that number increase to 16. Another proposal is a football-only proposal that changes a rule that was put into place just last year, which placed private schools into, class, uh, into conferences after the public schools were divided up and in classifications and conferences. In the current format, the 16 largest public schools are placed into conferences in 7A, the next 16 in a 6A, the next 32 in a 5A, and so on. After the public schools were divided, then the non-public schools were placed into conference based on competitive equity factors and enrollment size. That caused some leagues to have more than eight teams. The new, propo- the new proposal caps conferences at eight teams and then pushes public schools down into a smaller classification. This could potentially move Marlton back to the 5A West next cycle and could keep Bigelow in Class 2A instead of their anticipated jump to Class 3A. Lastly, a proposal was passed that changes the current format for competitive equity factor look back. As it stands, look back is over a four-year period with 10 points or more being considered dominant under the new proposal. Look back is two years and five points considered dominant. If a non-public school team accrues enough points and is considered dominant, they move up one classification. Points awarded for competitive equity do not change. One points awarded for a winning conference record. Two points for a state playoff or state tournament win. Three points for a state championship game appearance. And four points are awarded for winning a state championship. A team can earn a maximum of four points in a season. Those new proposals will go into effect for the 2024-25 school year. The Arkansas Game and Fish Commission unanimously voted last week to lift all daily limits and length limits on Lake Conway. The commission will be drawing down Lake Conway to begin what will be the largest lake renovation in the agency's 108-year history, and the removal of limits will allow anglers to take full advantage of the fish in the lake before it's drained. The lifting of Lake Conway limits went into effect July 21st. In addition, the agency's fishing education program and fisheries division have teamed up with partners to tag dozens of fish worth $500 each to lucky anglers who catch them. More than 50 fish of all sizes were caught, tagged, and distributed throughout the lake in the effort. Anglers have until October 31st to report a tagged fish and claim their prize. Visit agfc.com slash Lake Conway to submit a tag and claim your prize. After the St. Louis bullpen blew Adam Wainwright's chance at career win number 199, the Cardinals' offense rallied with a five-run ninth inning to take a 10-6 victory over the Arizona Diamondbacks last night in Phoenix. Cards take on the D-backs again tonight at 8:40. Pre-game coverage at 7:45 on 99.3 FM. The Eagle. 
7.47 now as we look at weather on this Tuesday morning. We've got humidity right now at 93% with calm winds. Barometric pressure 30.09 inches. A low temperature this morning, 70 degrees. High yesterday at 97. A year ago today, the low was 76. The high was 104. No rain the last 24 hours at KVOM. Total for the year at 39.26 inches. Our sunset this evening is 8.21. Sunrise tomorrow morning at 6.15. Forecast calls for sunny skies. Today afternoon high near 96 degrees. Heat index as high as 103. And mostly clear tonight low around 75. And we'll be upper 90s near 100 degrees starting tomorrow and through the end of the week and the weekend. No Minkin range just sunny and hot for the next several days it looks like. Right now, fair skies and 71 degrees in Marlton at 748 on KVOM. Newswalk continues in just a moment. When you need to borrow money to invest in your business, you deserve to get your loan done quickly and with personal service. Hi, I'm Kyle Halbrook, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Personal service is our priority. When you call us for your commercial lending needs, a local banker will answer the phone and we will know your name. We will work with you to tailor a loan to fit your budget. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you will feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Daddy Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. It is 7.52 now on KVOM. On our close-up the interview this morning, we've got Conway County Judge Jimmy Hart. Good morning to you. Morning. All right. We are catching up with you. Of course, quorum court meeting held last night. A few, few things uh, talked about and uh, approved, I guess, and one of those... A uh, noise ordinance. Yes, kind of we, uh, for the county, but uh, the corn court did pass noise ordinance last night. Uh, that has to do with the uh, let's call it crypto mines, data centers, whatever you want to call them. Yep. Uh, you know, we've got one. It's within the same limits of Marlton. Doesn't seem to cause a lot of noise issues, but uh, I do know uh, in Faulkner County they've had a, they've got one that they've got some some pretty significant issues with on the noise part of this and. There's actually the window we had to actually pass this noise ordinance to give the corn court some authority to, to regulate, I guess you would say. Uh, ends come August 1st, because it come August 1st, state law kicks in. It, once it kicks in, we don't have, counties do not have that ability to do that. So we went ahead and passed that last night. To, you know, not saying it's something that we're, you know, adversarial about, but just basically making sure we've got to, as I call it, trust but verify. Sure. You know, if there's a problem out there, then obviously that somebody's going to have to be forced to address that. I know decimal ordinance they passed it sets a, a daytime decimal allowance of 65 decimals, and nighttime it drops down to 55. But, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully that's going to see something we don't have to deal with. I mean, you know, we've got a lot of – we're a rural county still, and we've still got a lot of uh, – we've got a lot of noise things out there, you know, agricultural and uh, – and uh, natural gas fuel related too, and seemed like we've kind of dealt with those in the past and got the problems resolved. So, you know, hopefully this is not going to be something that's really going to be on our radar screens trying to have to enforce or get involved in. Exactly. So if a uh, data center, crypto mining site, wants to come to the county, they'll have to have to abide by those uh, those well, sure. And budgets, I, I'm so. going to say it again. The, the proof to me is this, the one here in Marlton, you know, I've, I've been out there, I've listened to it, Doesn't to me doesn't create a lot of, I don't hear a lot of things, I don't hear a lot of problems, and, you know, comment, well, there's nobody close, but you get to looking at the one over across the creek over on the end of Springfield Road, uh, 
that one over there you can take and be a pretty good waste map facility and it's got some there's something i don't know what it is going on and i'm sure hopefully they'll take and solve it but it's just you know i don't know if it's i've been told well it's not actually the data center it might be something to do with the transformer i i don't know but there's got to be somebody smart enough out there to figure that out sure sure all right so that was uh, approved last night and then also uh, a lot of talk about the about the jail and, yep uh, that yeah, budget finance yeah. committee's looking this real hard because as I, I say this everybody you know it's something that maybe we don't know or do need to know but uh you know that jail was built uh, actually and i think the original jail was in, built in 1997 i believe that's right and i may be wrong on that i apologize if i am but then there was a major expansion went on uh, uh it's been about i guess four or five years ago now probably five years now spent about 3.2 million dollars uh you know the critical thing we get into a lot of counties out there not all of them but a lot of them basically take and have arrangements different arrangements some of them have passed sales tax support their jail facility which is probably the, the, the most common thing that gets done then you get into the other situation which is well founded back in is in mississippi county it was probably i'm gonna say 12 15 years ago that there was a litigation between cities and the counties and basically went to the state supreme court and state supreme court said this if you've got a facility if you're a, a city and you want to utilize your facility or if you're a city with a facility you have the right to take and charge for people you have because as we all know uh, that's not free right you know yeah. we think about that and everybody you know somebody writes me a hot check or or i get a speeding ticket or fti or whatever i'm gonna get locked up but you know the, the irony of this whole thing that's not a free that's not free right you yeah. know the state yeah. reimburses us tune of 40 dollars per person per day which is uh, woefully insignificant. If you don't believe that, you can ask legislative audit. Legislative audit does that study. This year, where they're doing the study, they, they don't do all the counties every year, but they do some kind. Of, our county is being audited this year as far as what the real cost is. And when you get into that, so I tell folks, uh, when you take those multibillion-dollar facilities and you talk, talk about depreciation is not a real number, I promise you in those facilities, depreciation is a real number yeah. Oh, yeah. because they get abused, used, and abused. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, for sure. So, um, yeah, so trying to get uh, that uh, money coming in to help cover, well, help I cover mean, those costs. Well, I you know, I say it again. I mean, it's not a it's not a cheap operation, yep. and a lot of things go on. And uh, you know, we're just and we're doing everything we can. I mean, I I, com I commend the sheriff's office and uh, Shane West as far as working. And we're holding some federal prisoners, and, uh, and I don't mind sharing that with anybody. They just recently renegotiated that that cost on a day and. Uh, they're paying us seventy dollars a day to house federal prisoners, so you can kind of get a glimpse of, you know, what is the real cost. That number there is probably more like the real cost of holding holding the inmate, because it's kind of like a it's not like a hotel, but it really it, it's it's a, it's kind of like a a week long stay facility, a place where you're working and you're going to eat three square meals a day and yep. and you're going to you know you're going to be monitored and you're going to be watched. Yep, got to got to feed them. Got to you got to yep. feed them. You got to care for yep. them. You got to fix mm -hmm. their teeth. You got to take and take them to the doctor when they don't feel good. And yep, exactly. that's just the cost of doing business. Yep, and uh, you did mention the uh, of course the renegotiation of the federal inmate reimbursement and uh i guess because of that or uh, part because of that there will be a little salary increase for the uh for the jailers and sheriff's deputies yes they done a night, uh, so. done a partial increase for the sheriff's sheriff's deputies and uh jailers which obviously i think they certainly deserve uh you know we're all we're all working really hard to try to take and do everything we can to you know to generate revenue to run the operation i mean you know what we get into is uh 
And we get into that with a lot of things, with sheriff deputies, with jailers, with 911 dispatcher, with people in general. Uh, and we've got, whether we like it or not, we've got to be competitive on pay because we're not competitive on pay. All we are is a training ground for somebody that's going to pay more than we do. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get to spend the money, train them, and then basically train them for somebody else. And, you know, we're really trying hard to put a stop to some of that. Not like to keep our good employees. So you like to keep it's yeah. kind of like a good school teachers. You pay, you got to pay good school teachers. You don't, they'll either go out of state or go somewhere where they do get paid. Exactly. Call me County Judge Jimmy Hart, and there was some uh, pretty lengthy discussion last night on potential merger consolidation with the nine one one. Yes, we're uh, we're talking to Perry County. Uh, that's something I think is ongoing. Uh, you know, my preference. I know it's not going to make everybody real happy. But um, there is some consolidation, whether we like it or not. Down the road, it's coming. Uh, we've talked to Perry County. Perry County's well, Perry County approached us actually, and uh, we're ta- wanting to know if we'd be interested. And we've talked about it. And uh, my recommendation is going to be we take and and and, and move forward with a consolidation. Uh, we've got a great facility. It's a standalone facility. Uh, you look at a lot of things with Perry County. We've got a lot of things in common working with on projects with Perry County. Uh, as I call it, you know, the main thing that binds us is Highway 9. There's a lot of Perry County residents come to Conway County to do their shopping and spend their money. And uh, it's one of those things. I'll give you an example. Uh, director of 911, the gentleman's over that. It's out of Saline County. But uh, they'll tell you what's coming at the national level. Montana, state of Montana's got 80 counties and they got 16 PSAPs. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we kind of need to lift the hood up and figure out sooner or later. May, may not, but I think there's a high probability that we're going to be legislated into a lot less peace outs than we've got right now. We yep. started out with 136, which is uh, horrid because yep. when you take a limited amount of money, that's what we got into. And I say this, Conway County right now today is subsidizing our 911 system to a $300,000 a year. Mm-hmm. The question you ask, why do you do that? Well, here's my answer. You may not need 911 ever. But you or one of your loved ones need 911 in a really bad way, what's it worth to you? Yep. You're going to be glad you have it. For sure. uh, so, it's it's, yeah. it's a necessary. It's not a luxury. It's a necessary. Okay. Yep. yep. So uh, discussion on that. Nothing uh, finalized on that. It'll be in our governmental Yes, council, that'll be in our governmental uh, council. Decision, ultimately. But so, I think you can tell by speaking to me what my recommendation is going to be. Oh, yeah. Yep, for sure. All right. So, a lot of uh, a lot of good discussions and business last night at the court, court meeting. Anything else? Uh, but all I can think of, just yep. stay cool because the way the weatherman talks, it's not going to be pretty for a little while. Yep, extremely it's hot. So be a little hot. Everybody, little take hot, take your breaks and be careful. All right, County County Judge Jimmy Hart joining us this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.